Previously on Caustic Soda. The ancient weapons, the Veninja. They held legendary powers for both good men and evil. It was true then and there. It is true here and now. Bam! In the news. Iga Ueno Ninja Festa. Okay. Is the annual five week ninja themed festival in the Japanese city of Iga. Beginning April 1st. And nobody shows up? (laughs) Or do they? Tens of thousands of ninja fans travel to Iga for ninja-inspired performances, competitions, and opportunities to practice ninja skills organized to promote the city. Okay. It's just nothing but smoke bombs going off. <laughs> I'm invisible. Yes, because the town is full of smoke. Oh, you know what? You know what all the uh, uh, all the pranksters do though? They like slip a stink bomb into your smoke bomb pack. During the family-friendly festival, uh, oh. passengers on Ega train lines dressed as ninja costumes are given free rides. Oh. That's actually awesome. That is. Yeah. <laughs> Free rides for ninjas. <laughs> Since 2001, the mayor of Iga and the city council also hold an annual session while dressed up as ninja called the Ninja Congress. Yes. Do you, th- do you think the bus drivers <laughs> pretend that the that the ninjas yeah. get to ride free cause they because they don't see, they them? Don't see them? Yeah, <laughs> they just pretend like they just like they open the door and then they just like don't pay attention <laughs> and you think like, lets them skulk on, right? You know, they, they don't make them character. pay, but they don't not make them. pay. The yeah. one downside is they pull up the, the when they go to through bus stops that have only ninja waiting. They, they just, just drive keep driving by. by. <laughs> They got to prop uh, up some cardboard person. Sorry, I'm still by... in character. <laughs> <laughs> well, they got the ninja. The one ninja is dressed incognito as a peasant. Ah, I right. see. Yes, yeah, of yeah, course. You have to have that natural. 2012, West Covina, California. Two people in ninja costumes robbed a medical marijuana delivery man. Those <laughs> bastards! <laughs> but I knew ninjas were evil. But it's not clear how much money or marijuana was taken, man. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I added that in. <laughs> yeah, good. The victim had just made a delivery to a patient and was headed to his car when the pair confronted him and chased him with batons. The victim in his 40s was scared and dropped a bag containing marijuana and money, and the attackers took it. I'm imagining marionette batons, the little silver things that the girls do the little oh, I see. spinny things. Oh. They throw them in the air and catch them when they're marching with bands. Oh, yeah, yeah. Give us your money. <laughs> the police say they know of no other ninja-style thefts recently. Mm. Of course they don't. That's because yeah. you didn't see the actual ninja-style thefts. Yeah. These, these were rank these, amateurs. Yeah, rookies. Posers. But if they were real ninja, you, he would have got home and gone, now where's that money from my... What the... Oh, yeah. Also, I'd be dead. <laughs> <laughs> you know, only if there was profit in that. No yeah. witnesses. If you kill him, then you can't steal from him again later. That's right. Uh-huh. Pop culture? I'd like to start this pop culture section off with comics. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja because Turtles. Because we talked about the movie in the Improvised Weapons episode, we did. specifically yeah. uh, Casey Jones. Well, I'm going to repeat oh, yeah. again. I'm going to repeat again that I was an early adopter of the comic book. In fact, I have a first run of every TMNT comic except for number one. Mm. Oh, wow. Nice. Wow. I didn't know this about you because I was going to say almost exactly the same thing. Yeah. I mean, it was mm. well-crafted. It was. <gasps> you like, guys are old TMNT soulmates. Yeah. 
yeah, super nerds. When TMNT came out, I was living in Chilliwack and going to college. God, mm-hmm. that's how old I am. Uh, and <laughs> I, was, I had yeah, gone into Vancouver with Vancouver with a friend, and we went to the comic shop. And there's issue number the second printing of issue number two mm-hmm. of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And for anybody who doesn't know, this is the original black and white, yeah, yeah. adult, yeah, su- violent. It's, it's really dark, <laughs> yeah. super dark, really actually cool. Yeah, the whole storyline. It was a revenge storyline. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Was, Splinter was training the turtles so that they could kill Shredder. Yeah. Right? That was the entire purpose of their existence was to murder a ninja master. I yep. fell so in love with that comic book and loved that I had been one of the first to discover it. I was like, yes. this is awesome and huge and hilarious. Teenage Mutant Ninja, Tur- ninja Turtles, are you kidding me? Oh. I made Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles t-shirts. Yeah. For yourself? For myself. <laughs> <laughs> to wear around so people could know, I like this. Yeah. I was the, uh, I was the, I was told everybody about it and I was the yeah. first dude to buy the TMNT RPG. I also played yeah, that. that yeah, that RPG. We ran the Teenage Mutant Ninja yeah. Turtles and other strangeness. Yes, yes. exactly. Because you, know. you very rarely were a turtle. I think the one time I played it, I was a mutant kangaroo. Rat? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think. yeah. They had yeah. that amazing like D100 chart for like what creature you're going to so be mutant. Fun. It's yeah. kind of really good. Oh, absolutely. And this is why I so violently object to the cartoons and movies that were spawned by it that were made for five-year-olds. I, but it doesn't bother me that they make it for five-year-olds. It's fine. They, I can so still much. enjoy the other stuff. I enjoyed the other stuff, but it would have been so much better if they didn't. I mean, the the last TMNT movie that came out actually was half decent because they didn't pander to the five-year-olds in it. I mean, granted, I was of the appropriate age when the mm-hmm. kid-related thing came out, so I've got a lot of nostalgia for it. But yeah. it, uh, even as a kid, I, I could tell that second movie was it was so goddamn stupid. <laughs> but the first one's pretty, like, it's still kind of dark. It's it's not bad. Well, this is 1984. Mirage Studios was the publisher of the comic. Uh-huh. Using money from a tax refund together with a loan from Eastman's uncle, <laughs> Kevin Eastman, uh, the young artist self-published a single-issue comic intended to parody four of the most popular comics of the early 1980s. Who knows what those four comics are? I know that Daredevil is one. Yeah, because they share the origin story. Yeah, with basically, Daredevil. Yeah. when Daredevil gets his powers, they're in the they've been thrown into the sewer, and the same goo that get, hit his head and made him blind and gives him powers lands in there and makes them into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Well, Wait, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, whoa! <laughs> it's it's kind of subtle. Like they don't ever go, "That's Daredevil," uh-huh. but Daredevil like is walking in this truck. Uh, the the ooze bounces off and hits yeah. him in the head and makes him go blind. <laughs> but then the thing that does that lands in the sewer and hits them as well. Oh, super mm-hmm. weird. I didn't uh, know that. I'm going to say Electra, uh, or was that after? Not Electra. Close, though. Frank Miller's Ronin. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, okay. A, yeah. a great, great graphic novel. Uh, Dave Sim Cerebus. Cerebus, oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, New Mutants, for some reason. Oh. Oh, that's the teenage part. Well, that's, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and New Mutants was uh, was what? Bill Sienkiewicz doing the art at the time? No, uh, I don't think. It might have been a little bit later. Yeah, I think, I think he did Sienkiewicz it later. came in right. later. They didn't wear black pajamas, but they did wear masks, which was always strange to me. Yeah. Because. Because mm-hmm. they're turtles. Because yeah, they're turtles. They're <laughs> giant anthropomorphic them. turtles. I, for anybody else. I, I think it's just an homage to being ninjas. Like, it's worn as tradition rather than. And they're all different colors, so you can tell them apart. They're only oh, all them, different colors in the kids' version. That's true. Yeah, that's true. But I have to admit, that is actually a very good decision yeah. to, to make them different colors because they're 
Otherwise, they look exactly the same. Well, yeah. The only way you tell the difference is their weapons. That's right. But they just made it obvious that we, you could never have them not carrying their weapons. Which, in the, yeah, in the adult comic was not a problem. Yeah, because there was always mayhem going on. Right. There was ass kicking. Did you guys know that after the end of the cartoon series, a live action series in the vein of the films was created in 1997? No. Really? The series was called Ninja Turtles, The Next Mutation, and introduced a fifth female turtle called Venus de Milo. Oh my god. What? I want to I want to punch whoever did this in the face. I want to find out who was behind this and I want to punch them in the face and kick them in the balls simultaneously. <laughs> so does uh, the original creators of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Eastman and Laird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Find a picture of Venus I de really Milo so to, we can be horrified. Uh, yeah, oh, oh my she god. She has like turtle shell boobs. Oh my god, this is horrible. Yeah, it's like a, her shell is like a chest plate for boobs. That's super weird. <laughs> you do have to point out that it's a woman. So, I mean, I guess. It's it's all like right. a furry, but without the fur. Well, so are all the This just puts an exclamation point on my point that all this kid-centric stuff was an abomination. And this is just the exclamation point. Why are you so sentence. sexist, Kevin? I'm turtle sexist, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, uh, in TMNT, the ninjas group was called the Foot yeah, the Foot Clan. Which was a play on The Hand, the hand. from uh, Marvel Comics. Yeah. yeah, yeah. in Marvel Comics, The Hand is an order of evil mystical ninja who are heavily involved in organized crime and mercenary activities. Founded in 1588 as a mm-hmm. secret society of Japanese nationalist samurai, they were soon co-opted by the Snake Root, an ancient ninja clan, which serves a primordial demon known only as the Beast. Evil Ninja. That and they will, like a comic book. And I think that yeah. they... I know that there's going to be Ninja in the next Wolverine movie. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know if it's The Hand, but I assume that it is. Well, because there's that Wolverine limited series that tells that yeah. uh, earlier story of Wolverine going to Japan and marrying that girl and like becoming a ninja yeah. and like serving as an assassin for the for her... It uh, looks like they're basing the movie off that quite a bit. Well, like, that was not a good directly. story. It that was. was a good story. Uh, and then in the G.I. Joe cartoon and comics... Snake Eyes. The one character that everybody my age loved when yep. they were collecting G.I. Yeah. Joe's. Yeah. Didn't say anything. Yeah, but that's... And it, <laughs> but you notice you notice that it, like there were like 17 different versions of Snake Eyes, like in the action figures in the comics and everything oh, like that. Because yeah. right. like everybody just wanted to buy... They Oh, there's a new Snake Eyes out. There's a Winter Snake Eyes. There's a... You know, there's the Armored Snake Eyes. There's this Snake Eyes. And, it, you know, every kid had like five different Snake Eyes. I'm right? pretty sure I had like a skiing Snake Eyes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was the Winter <laughs> Snake Eyes for sure. Yeah. Did you also get... Storm Shadow? I didn't get Storm Shadow. I got the like twins instead. Because who wants a white ninja? I got the chameleon twins instead. Ooh. The thing about Storm Shadow though, he had a wolf. Oh, oh that's right. right. Yeah. Okay. He was the white the uh, white ninja, which is kind of a you know step down, but he did bring a wolf to the table. Now let's specify he was a white in color, but he was the Japanese ninja of the two. Yes. Because Snake Eyes is a Caucasian guy. They are blood brothers though, right? Yes, mm-hmm. that's yeah. right. Uh, and Snake Eyes was disfigured in a helicopter explosion, and his vocal cords were damaged. That's why he never speaks. Mm-hmm. Oh. He's a mute. I didn't remember We that. could fix that with tech, make him sound like Steve Hawking. Why didn't they do that in the live action movie? <laughs> well, why indeed? <laughs> Guys, can we please stop yelling, Yojo, right before every surprise attack? You know what the funny part of If he was like a total, like, like a boob, like just like a kind of jock. <laughs> sort of like, they gave him a voice, and everybody just kind of like didn't like him anymore, and like, um... Can we disable that thing? <laughs> he was just kind of an asshole. Like yeah. he said, like offensive things to Scarlet and whatnot. He was like totally a pig. Yeah, right? it's 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 in there. He can't talk. It's just that all the other Joes have switched off at all times. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm sorry, we forgot to pick up the nine volt again. Uh. <laughs> 
Did anyone else watch the G.I. Joe movie that came out? The G.I. Joe Retaliation? I no. heard good things, though. The uh, G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra. I've seen that. It's bad. It's and horrible. Here's how bad the first one was. I was so used to putting up with how bad it was that when at the end of it, the under the frozen ice cap base yeah. starts getting destroyed and you know everything explodes... I didn't realize, hey, the ice that's on top of the water is now falling down to show that things are breaking. Like yeah. ice does in water. Ice yeah. doesn't do that. <laughs> oh my yeah. God, but I true. didn't. But I'm. But I was watching the movie and was just so used to it being bad that I didn't even think that that was ridiculous until afterwards. And somebody pointed it out, and I went, "Oh man, that is yet another terrible, terrible thing about that movie." Yeah, I know for a fact that this current G.I. Joe was supposed to be released last year, like literally 10 months ago. Oh, yeah? And then they like test marketed it and it test marketed so badly that they went out and did like six more months of reshoots. Oh. Like dropped like another $20 million on the movie. Put a few more ninja in it. Yeah. (laughs) The rumor I heard was that in like the opening sequence, they killed Channing Tatum. Everybody was so unhappy about the one likable guy in the movie getting killed in like the first five minutes that they reshot the movie to put him in from beginning to end. That's so interesting because that totally echoes the G.I. Joe animated movie that came out just after Transformers, the first Transformers animated movie. Oh, yeah? Okay. Because in Transformers, they had Optimus Prime die. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. It, and there was so much backlash to that that in the original script for the G.I. Joe movie, Duke was supposed to die. Right. But they just changed it. Oh, he's fallen into a coma. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> cowards. But back, I, cowards. But back to ninjas, I was very disappointed that <laughs> yes. that Snake Eyes didn't do any ninja stuff. No. Like, he did martial arts. Yeah, he was more like a Spider-Man character than he was yeah. a ninja. He didn't, he wasn't sneaking yeah. into places. He wasn't, you no. know, burning things down yeah. or doing yeah. gathering intelligence or any of that stuff. Straight that up fighting. We now know that ninja are supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and he, which fire. he did in the comic. I remember that G.I. Joe comic early on had a Snake Eyes-centric issue oh, yeah. that had no text in it. Right. It had no talking. It had no, like, it might have had some sound, like, sound effects here and there. But it was him, I think, uh, uh, parachuting into some mountain base and sneaking in and doing stuff. And it was all told completely visually. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I remember. For a kid's comic book, for them to go, let's do this one issue that works this way. That's, that is a great, risky choice. You only live twice. Okay. Okay. James Bond film. 1967, Sean Connery. I'm not sure if I've seen it because they all sort of blur together right. in my memory. Yeah. They all kind of like, you know, become one another after a while. Which one's this about? There's Agent a- 007 and the Japanese Secret Service Ninja Force must find and stop the true culprit of a series of space jackings before nuclear war is provoked. I have not seen this movie. Like, I didn't even know this movie existed. This is What's the name of this one? <laughs> you, you Only, only Live Twice. twice. Isn't there like some joke formula about how you come up with the name of a James Bond movie? It's got like a have a day or a live or something in the oh, title. Oh, I like don't that. know. Probably. You know. But this is, uh, a lot of people say that this is the big introduction to ninja in Western pop culture. Yeah, this, oh, okay. is, this is basically like where most Anglophones... Well, 1967, yeah, absolutely. Internet movie database trivia. While scouting for locations in Japan, the chief production team was nearly killed on 5th March 1966... Uh, producers, directors, cinematographer, production designer were booked to leave Japan on a flight departing Tokyo for Hong Kong and London. Two hours before their flight departed, the team were invited to an unexpected ninja demonstration. Always a good thing to delay yeah, a flight for. Absolutely. <laughs> I'd and delay anything for a two-hour ninja demonstration. So they missed their plane. Their flight took off as scheduled, and 25 minutes after takeoff, the plane disintegrated over Mount Fuji, killing everyone on board. Wow. 
I want to talk about a movie that I saw last night Uh-oh. called Miami oh. Connection. Uh-huh. That if you haven't heard about it, this is the best worst movie ever made. It's the best kind of comedy in my mind, unintentional comedy. Oh, I see. In 1986, there was a bunch of people who decided that they wanted to make a martial arts movie. So the main character, he was a black belt in Taekwondo. So it was the first ever Taekwondo feature film. Okay. The bad guys are a collection of drug-dealing ninjas who... uh, Drug-dealing ninjas? Yeah, yeah. They would uh, go out and kill uh, drug dealers in Miami, steal all their cocaine, then use a street gang to distribute it. Okay. So our Taekwondo experts get into a, a tiff with the street gang because they've taken the job of another band at the local nightclub. And that local band hires the street gang to kill the band, the Taekwondo band. Called. Now, I've been in a band for quite a while. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. I don't know how much street gangs charge, <laughs> but I've, I don't think I, as a band, the darkest of the hillside, I think it's could ever afford to hire a street band to seek revenge on any other band. <laughs> well, this, is, this was... The... Although I can think of a few we would like what, to do that. What if you just yeah. off, what if all they wanted was shirts? <laughs> oh, oh, all right. Well, merch, this is... merch, the old merch trade. Yeah, yeah. So, well, if you're, so if you're a street gang and you want to rough some people up for some swag, email Torin. <laughs> <laughs> we could caustic soda swag. We could uh, make a deal for something. This movie is hysterical in every way imaginable. Like the acting is atrocious. It's the unreal. The wardrobe is atrocious. The martial arts are atrocious. The, the music concept is atrocious. The music But is how atrocious. are the ninjas dressed? The ninjas are dressed in the classic black pajama style, right. but... They have a new take on ninja mode of transportation because all these ninjas ride motorcycles. Oh. But like yeah. those really big, bulky, like 80s motorcycles? They don't even drive the ninja no, motorcycle? They, it's not no. even ninjas on ninjas. Oh, yeah, boo. It's, it's, it's not like a crotch rocket. It's like the big, weird, blocky cruisers. Oh, yeah. Okay. They're like the cruisers. Like they, they but look they're like, silent, right? They, they're, no. No. <laughs> no. There's one scene where they're literally like a pack of like 40 ninjas are riding these motorcycles down the street in the middle of the day. I oh, would yeah. go to that parade. Yeah. <laughs> and and the main character, who is also the writer and director of the movie, he is he looks... He appears to be an Asian man of about fifty years old. He's playing a twenty-year-old college student. Ah, uh, so all of his all of his bandmates are twenty-year-olds, and he is so obviously three times their age. <laughs> it is oh, it man. is a must-see. It's being distributed right now by Draft House Films, and it's going to like art houses. And I'm sure it's doing gangbusters business in places like Portland and Austin, Texas. <laughs> uh, yeah, I saw it down in Seattle. Yeah, uh, oh my god. So I just saw it last night at the Art House uh, Theater, the Pacific Cinematheque here in Vancouver, and. I haven't rated an IMDb yet myself because I'm not sure if I should give it five out of five or if I should give it zero. Ten. Oh, I thought you were going <laughs> right? to say ten out of ten. No, I I, uh, I can't <laughs> but decide. That's the same thing as five if, out of five. If I need to give it an awesome score because of how ridiculous it is and how much I laughed at it, or I give it because it's such a bad movie that they really didn't want to make so badly that I need to give it more. I think everyone should go out and see it. Certainly, go to YouTube and get the Miami Connection trailer. Because they've oh, got like yeah. a two minute and fifteen second trailer on there. That if that doesn't make you want to see the movie, then you're dead inside. Yep. <laughs> right. And at uh, I think it was last year at South by Southwest, they got everyone, all the principals, back to do like a reunion concert. Ooh. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. Yep. They lost their mullets, uh, but otherwise they're just as bad as they yeah. always were. <laughs> I really truly believe after watching, after discussing it afterwards with my friends and all the things that were going wrong, like that you saw in the frame that was wrong, we firmly came to the opinion that they only could afford enough film for one take of everything (laughs) because things would go terribly wrong in the shot and it's still in the movie. 
Like, there's a shot where they're in a park and they're having a big fight in a, like, you know, like a botanical garden. And in the shot, you can see a bunch of the shooting crew standing in the background that got caught in the shot. That's still in the movie. I Okay, so I watched 2009's uh, Ninja Assassin. Mm. Yeah, I don't like this Which either. stars uh, Korean pop star Rain uh-huh. as a uh, ninja who turns his back on the ninja orphanage that he was raised in. Uh-huh. And uh, then he confronts them later on in life as they try to get back at him. Mm-hmm. It's almost impossible to kind of describe usefully how what's going on in the script. So I think instead I would like to describe uh, a quote from J. Michael Straczynski who wrote it. Oh, okay. To describe uh, how the script got written. Okay. Okay. All right. <clears throat> J. Michael Straczynski of Babylon ba- fame. Babylon 5 fame. He uh, also wrote Collect Call of Cthulhu for the for real, real Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Good I think, writer. Oh, wow. I, I think he wrote a Doctor yeah, yeah. Spectrum limited series for one of the comics. Yeah, he writes some comics. Too. He's yeah. a good writer. Uh, so you will wonder why would J. Michael Straczynski write a bad ninja movie? Mm-hmm. One day I got a call from the Wachowski brothers, who were friends of mine, and they said, we need some help on something. Can you meet us tomorrow and talk about something? I met with them, and they had a draft for this movie called Ninja Assassin, which wasn't where they wanted it to be. And they said, we need a whole new draft, a whole new script, and we go to camera in six weeks. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, when do you have to have the scripts? And they said, it had to go out to actors that Friday. Oh, my God. So I went home and put on a pot of coffee, and I wrote essentially a whole new script in 53 hours. Uh, it shows. <laughs> <laughs> At least he owns it. This yeah. movie is yeah. just dumb. Like, it's it's nothing but an excuse to show some really cool ninja action yes. scenes, except there's no coherent... Uh, rules to how the fighting works. Yeah. Sometimes the ninjas are super-powered, unseen sword monsters who just go shing, 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 and people fall into pieces, and blood goes flying right. everywhere. There's a lot of blood. Like, yeah. It is CGI blood that shoots out in fountains, yeah. which it seems that all uh, Japanese people have high blood pressure, <laughs> and it's everywhere. That's probably true, actually. There's probably some fact to back that So up. much so that it just becomes meh. Like, you're yeah. like, yeah, more blood, whatever. Okay, now people are dying. They're getting cut up like it just nothing ever matters in this yeah movie. it's not awesome hobo with a shotgun kind of right, fountains right. of blood it's just sort of window dressing becomes i agree with that yeah. yeah and of course the good guy wins after a whole bunch of things and the girl loves him and who cares it's bad it's a bad movie <laughs> yeah. if, if you want to watch really cool relatively decent modern uh ninja action i guess it's worth watching for that but i just really sat through it just going <sighs> Well, I mean, my favorite movie growing up, like, and I saw it probably when I was like 11 or 12, was Revenge of the Ninja. Uh, this guy's family gets killed by a competing clan of ninjas, and then he exact his revenge against the leadership of that clan. And yeah. there's such awesome scenes as this couple who are having sex in a hot tub, mm-hmm. and uh, he, uh, he drowns them in the hot tub, but the hot tub is so hot that it fuses their bodies together. So there's that comical Whoa. scene where they're, they're on the gurney, but it's all legs and arms akimbo under a, the blanket. There's a wicked scene where he throws down a bunch of caltrops, little, like, three-point spikes yep. on a stairwell. And then uh, as the guys are chasing him, he, like, lays down the ball bearings, and they go ass over tea kettle and get face down on the caltrops. Oh, yeah. my oh, God. God. Pierce, the, like, <laughs> you know, said it's a face full of caltrops. And then there's throwing stars and ass kicking and smoke bombs and blow darts. There's a hiding on the ceiling. It's got everything. Got oh, nice. I have not watched it since like I was like 13, but I probably saw it like 10 times in like a year. So you recommend? I, I My 13-year-old me recommends highly <laughs> whether or not it will actually hold up. From this YouTube, it looks like it did not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I rewatched uh, Shinobi no Mono, which is a Japanese film from 1962. Mm, whoa. Um, 
and it's Japanese. Like, is, it must be authentic. That yeah. is early, too. and it's one of like the only ninja movies I've ever seen that's actually good. Like oh, okay. it's just like it's. I mean, obviously, it's it's not like Kurosawa or anything like that, but mm-hmm. it's part of like I think ultimately there were like seven movies in the series, and I think they were all based on a manga. But it's actually like for a thing from 1962 for like a 50 year old movie, it's pretty good. It it is the very vague, very folkloric tale of uh, Ishikawa Goemon, who was kind of like supposedly a Robin Hood figure, you know. Okay. He may or may not have actually been, like, trained in a, in a ninja group, you know, stole yeah. from wealthy people, gave to poor people. Right. The one kind of historical fact that is well known about him is that he was executed by uh, one of Japan's, like, big three unifiers, Toyotomi Hideyoshi, for supposedly trying to assassinate him. And the way okay. that he was executed was outside of uh, a big old Buddhist temple in Kyoto. They basically had this giant iron kettle. They filled it with boiling water and then threw him in and cooked mm. him alive. And now, Ooh. even to this day, big iron bathtubs in Japan are called Goemon Buro, which is Goemon bath. Right. Ooh. Yeah. But um, obviously, the, this movie That's does, morbid. Yeah, That's, this movie doesn't a, yeah. get to that part at all. The, right. The, the, at least the, the first of the movies is just all about Goemon and, like, his ninja clan and stuff trying to assassinate Oda Nobunaga. And, like... It actually, like, historically, it's pretty darn close. I mean, like, obviously, some of the folkloric things that happen, yeah, they play out a little bit. Yeah, some of the superhero elements. Well, no, there's none of that. Like, right. they are all totally normal people. But it's like, did did a ninja actually break into Oda Nobunaga's house and, like, drill a hole and, like, try to drip poison down a thread into his mouth? Right. Maybe, maybe not. But it's like, right. it's nothing fantastical. It's things people could have done. Yeah. It's just like, did that ever actually happen? Nobody really knows. Right. Um, for a 50-year-old movie... It's actually quite good. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Double thumbs up on that front. Glad yeah, it sounds like one. I want to check it out. Yeah. Because I also watched the uh, 1993 anime Ninja Scroll. This thing has been so well received. You look at the reviews online and people love this movie. Yeah, I really liked it. When I, I remember really liking it. I remember having a fond remembrance it's, of it. For one, I'm going to say this right now. It's not really a ninja movie. It's a superhero movie. Right. They just right. happen to be from a feudal Asian era and they call themselves ninja, but right. like they all have wildly different, basically superpowers. Mm-hmm. There's one guy who is hunchbacked and his back is basically a beehive and he can control bees to attack people. Right. Another person has electric powers and like wraps a ninja wire around people's throats to electrocute them. Right. Another guy is basically a Frankenstein with complete control over his body. So if you cut his head off, he just puts it back on. Right. Okay. Uh, and then there's the main character Jubei, who is a, just a, a, Ronin Ninja for Hire, who is terribly voice acted in the dubbed American version. Right. Uh, And he's just like, I don't want any trouble, but then keeps getting caught up and then forced to do things. There's a female ninja in this who is supposed to be pretty badass and cool, but basically she's just there to be threatened to be raped. Right. It's nothing but just gory action superhero scene after gory action superhero action scene with some rape scenes in the middle. And the character is all posy and cool. Yeah. But in a way that you're like, look at them try to make that guy posy and cool. Right. So it doesn't ever work. Well, I do understand. From your your description, I suspect why my 18-year-old self really liked it. If you you have the taste of like a teenager, you're like, this is crazy awesome. Yes. And then once you have a normal human brain, you're like, oh. Yeah, I haven't gone back since I was like, saw it when I was like 15 or whatever. uh, And I plan on keeping it that way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to spoil the memories. I don't think I liked it when I first saw it, but I 93, so I would have been, no, I was an adult then too. Yeah. So. Well, I watched American Ninja from 1985. <laughs> this was tough to slog through when I was like 16. I thought that I hadn't seen this movie, yeah. Yeah. but then somebody said, uh, the, the head ninja, the bad guy said, 
he possesses great skills. skills. And I remember we always used to say that <laughs> yeah. after that movie came out. We watched out. the hell out of that movie. <laughs> yeah. So 1985, a Michael Dudikoff. Plot was American soldier, obviously very skilled in martial arts, single-handedly takes on mercenaries in the Philippines. That's uh-huh. the very bare-bones version of yeah. it. <laughs> the ninja training ground has ninjas training in their ninja pajamas. Right, of course. In various colors of ninja pajamas. <laughs> wow. You got your yellows and your reds and your greens. Oh, it's like their important. belt, maybe. Yeah, yeah. it seems it seemed to they didn't really talk about it. You know, you know what would be ironic is if the brighter the color of your uniform, that actually means the higher rank you are because oh, you course. have to be that much better to be a <laughs> oh, ninja I see. in yeah. a bright yellow. Like you're almost like, dude, you got to wear black. Some of a bitch. I'm gonna do my shit yeah. in a fucking like sunflower yellow costume. Right. Yeah, MC Hammer was a master ninja back in the '80s, wearing his big bright yellow parachute pants, yeah. but he could still hide anywhere. Yeah, well, it certainly made his career disappear. Well, I oh. was actually quite into it for oh. the majority of it. I was quite enjoying it. I was in the spirit of the, th- okay, of the thing and right. everything. Okay. And then it totally jumped the shark in like the last 15 minutes, when uh, among other things. Uh, when they're storming the bad ninja compound, and a ninja laser comes out. Of, Nin- uh, Do they call it the ninja laser? No, it's just suddenly the bad guy has a laser. I guess it's been charging up this whole Wait, time. Okay. He hadn't of, been using it before. Yeah. Does it come out of him? It's oh, yeah. It comes oh, yeah, out it of his like glove. Okay. Uh, I see. That kind of sets the tone for that whole sequence. Right. The it's whole just final sequence. stuff that you have never seen and never were... Right. Wouldn't have expected to see based on the rest of the movie. They don't understand Chekhov's gun. You want him to have the laser. You have to have shown the laser earlier. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, Michael Dudikoff, the star, is listed as playing Quick Kick in G.I. Joe Retaliation. Yeah. Oh. So okay. he's still getting ninja work. Which, by the way, like I said, I heard it was good. It's very lowly ranked on Rotten Tomatoes by critics, but right. 57% for the audience. That's not very so good. It's so not very good. So it's a crap movie that people are enjoying anyway, right. is what it's, it's probably like f- a dumb 57%, yeah. 57% to 43% yeah, yeah. are enjoying. So no, barely no, no. a majority. No, no. 57 to 20. Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. 28% of critics enjoyed it. And call back to our malaria episode. In a 2012 interview, Michael Dudikoff revealed he had contracted malaria during filming and that he can be seen to be see, to be excessively sweating at the end of fight scenes as a God. result. <laughs> I fight think I remember that. Wow. They should have actually woven that into the plot of the movie. It yeah, might have made maybe. it more compelling. It's like, yeah. you're you the American poison. ninja and you have malaria. Or just a, fight through it. Urgh. Or just a poison that weakens him and makes him sweat. No, you know what they would have done? They would have forced him to like, you know, in ninja style, like control his breathing and like, mm. you know, oh, yeah. meditate and control his metabolism so he drives the malaria from his system so he can get into the final fight, right? Yeah. But there was a lot of stuff I liked about this movie. Like the way he was in the army is that he was found by the army with um, amnesia. Uh, of course. Okay. So the gardener in the ninja compound, the evil ninja combat, is basically his mentor. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's how he got all of his ninja skills. Okay. And so he comes into play towards the end of the movie uh-huh. and says, now it is fine time for your final training for you to become a full ninja. And then it's like five minutes of stuff. And then now you're a ninja while well, all the rest of this stuff is going on. <laughs> right. I like the character because he was just kind of like a James Deany kind of a guy who didn't didn't want to get in any trouble. He's mm-hmm. just trying to right. – but he's kind of too heroic for his own good in certain situations. And mm-hmm. there's a whole plot of the army is selling top secret weapons and stuff like that to this uh, to this French guy who's the, the real villain of the film who's mm-hmm. employing all these ninjas. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 
it's an okay plot. It's serviceable. I like the characters. The female is kind of a spunky, you know, almost Princess Leia kind of a character mm-hmm. who's like the daughter of the general or whatever. And, right. and the general doesn't want her to have anything to do with uh, the American Imagine ninja. Imagine that. Yeah, and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. That she kind of has to be rescued at certain right. points. But she's not that kind of a character where I'm just a lame damsel in distress. Right. Like yeah. She takes action and make things, makes things happen in the plot. The 80s when Rickle. they started actually recognizing women could do things other than just be prisoners. Yeah. But they were still prisoners. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are there any other uh, ninja movies we specifically want to talk about? I also watched um, The Last Samurai. Okay, the Tom right. Cruise but movie. But that's a samurai movie, not a ninja movie. But there's nothing a ninja hates more than samurai. Okay. <laughs> I mean, so yeah, the movie itself. Except for pirates. Oh, except oh well. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the movie is like loosely based on the Satsuma Rebellion, which was basically like at the end of the 19th century when Japan was kind of forced to open up to the West, and you know the the emperor was restored, like the shogunate was basically gotten rid of. There was a rebellion from some samurai in the south who'd basically like lost their status, yeah, and okay. they wanted to kind right. of like you know reclaim their, well, their status, status and their position I, in the government. I understand status is a big deal in Japanese culture, it, especially in like the Edo period, which basically was like forced to end. Right, like that's yeah. the that's the interesting thing about like how that whole like social change happened is like you know after the civil wars it was basically like 250 years where everything was like this ossified, really structured society, mm. and then effectively overnight it was gone. Yeah. And so a lot of upheaval comes out of that. Right. And so there's this in the, in the in the last samurai, Tom Cruise um, plays I like this, how like, you roll your eyes when you say Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think our listeners actually heard you roll your eyes yeah. when you said Tom Cruise. Yeah, he plays this like American cavalryman who's like seen horrors in the yeah. in the battles against the Plains Indians. But because he has this expertise, he's basically brought to Japan to train like their a military advisor. Yeah, to train their conscript army to fight the kind of the rebelling samurai yeah, in the south, the modern era. Yeah, and then he gets captured. And he falls in. And he discovers, oh, they're actually not that bad. Um, the guy who basically plays like the leader, like the samurai leader of the, of yeah, the rebellion. Ken, Ken Watanabe. And he's, mm-hmm. he's awesome. Yeah, Ken Watanabe amazing. is amazing, always. Yeah. And then there's a scene about like halfway through where a bunch of ninja basically uh, g- arrive at the, the rebels' village where Tom Cruise is being held and they like try to assassinate Ken Watanabe, but oh. it doesn't work. And like depiction wise, it's obviously like with with history, it's completely wrong, right? Like yeah. there weren't ninjas in the late nineteenth century, right? But yeah. but other, if there were, but if there were, it, actually, it wasn't <laughs> that bad. Like you know, they kind of sneak in in the night and they try to yeah. assassinate some people. It doesn't work. There's like a big sword fight. Yeah, so it's not. I mean, they use like again like the goofy Okinawan martial arts weapons. But aside yeah. from that, like it's like oh, I actually didn't mind Last Samurai. It's okay. Like it definitely yeah. romanticizes some stuff. Better than American Ninja. The battle scenes, it was before shaky cam bullshit was right, like yeah. a thing that everybody does. Right. So all the battle scenes are like really, really, really good. Oh, yeah. They're like well choreographed. You can choreographed. see what's going on. You, can, what's going on. you yeah. can understand like the flow of everything. It's I, like, I also they, remember it being beautifully shot. Oh, yeah. yeah amazing. It, it looks pretty good. The cinematography um, was amazing. Yeah. It was. This it is, just has that same bad. white, that same annoying thing where the white guy can learn like amazing amounts of lifelong training in a montage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, this is ancient techniques passed down people are taught from the time they are four years old to become masters oh wow you're pretty good after a week mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you white guys learn fast it's total crap yeah Shurigama, 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 Shurig
start with role-playing game actually oh Legend sure and card game but wait we're not, we're not going to spend 20 minutes talking about fruit ninja <laughs> <laughs> legend of the five rings i think we've talked about it before is a fantasy asian blend world where there is both a role-playing game and a collectible card game and a couple board games and other stuff uh, set in it uh it's kind of a, a blend of chinese and korean and japanese uh cultures and What's really interesting about the ninja in it, especially at the beginning of, of, the, of the game world, is that ninja are thought to be widely believed to be just a complete myth. There's, there are, there's actual flavor text on cards and characters who say things like, ninja are nothing but a story used to frighten children. Stop talking about them. Right. But there's one character in that beginning story arc who literally has printed on his card ninja as his trait, okay. which oh, lets okay. everybody who plays the game know... Yeah, that's not actually true. It's yeah. just what everybody says because that's how good the ninja got right. in this era. So they're still doing all this ninja stuff. And this one guy is kind of the head ninja. And then later on, they actually expand the entire story for the ninja so that they actually have some kind of magical shadowy powers. Mm-hmm. So they have uh, access to traits that regular samurai don't. Mm-hmm. And they can actually do some really weird stuff. But that comes at a cost. Uh, I just kind of wanted to mention it because it's a really cool little world with like tons of really cool ninja type characters who do the actual sneak in and look at stuff, but they also can pull off the magical superhero fun type interaction things. Uh, and I'm a big fan of the Legend of Five Rings world, both the game and the, the role playing game. Yeah, yeah, which RPG I liked from back in the day was the uh, the system, but you know, out of the ninjas and super spies. Uh, Ninjas and Super Spies from Palladium. Palladium, yeah. Yeah. It was the same guys who did the TMNT RPG, right? So it was the same system, and I thought that system worked really well. And you could actually, uh, Ninjas and Super Spies and TMNT, you could play those characters against each other. Yeah, oh, that's right. So it's like, you know, some people would decide, like when you're making a new character, if you're playing a TMNT campaign, but you'd let people, like, create a Ninja or a Super Spy that would kind of piggyback. Yeah. Or you could take a TMNT character over to a Ninjas and Super Spies. You could make a Super Spy mutation. Orangutan, yeah, for example, <laughs> yeah. if you really wanted, yeah, yeah, no, it was a lot of I, I, I played those games for years. They were Although really, the only really problem well was it took you days to make a character. Yes, they were I'm going to study wrestling and boxing, so I get yeah. the plus five to toughness and a plus two to strength and a plus yeah. three to this and blah, 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 blah. it almost. But you know what? It was almost more fun making the character than it playing kinda, the game. Yeah. Like yeah. it actually. But now that we're grown ups, we don't have time for that crap. <laughs> 
How about uh, Shinobi? Does anybody remember the Shinobi video game? I remember that there was Shinobi the video game, but yeah. I never played it. It's uh, yeah, it's a two D side scrolling action game. It's, I remember yeah. that it had. Yeah, I was. Uh, this was a game that I was always jealous because there would always be somebody in the arcade who was good at this game. Yeah, and I really <laughs> wished I could be good at this game. Yeah. And there was always some guy who just you know would rule at it, and uh, I most definitely did not. How many but, hits yeah. from a shuriken do you think it would take take out a guy? Uh, like, I guess it depends on where you aim for, or, or what you mean <laughs> Probably, by take out. Yeah, like you hit me with one, and I'll be like, okay, I'm gonna go deal with this. You can do what you're doing. <laughs> but if you're talking about actually make it so that I'm unable to fight if I want to, yeah. Like most ninja games end up looking like this, right? Where yeah. kind of the most notable franchise would be Ninja Gaiden, right? Which was originally an right. arcade game, and then a bunch of NES games, but then it got rebooted as like a 3D action game on the xbox and maybe the ps2 and they're like you know crazy over the top super bloody like really 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 hard games yeah um yeah, yeah, well, you got to train for a long time to become a ninja yeah you yeah. do <laughs> it's a lot of quarters they, they, they let it translate right over to the video game world yeah they, like they're not for me but i really appreciate like how like finessed and technical and like just absolutely polished they are yeah but most ninja games are like that right they're like Crazy over the top, you know. Well, you, you're you like you're cutting a helicopter in half with a sword, like the size of a well, Buick. It's because you can't. I can't imagine there's going to be a lot of kids who are be really attracted to a ninja game where you literally snuck in <laughs> you and just hide in yeah, the just, floorboards yeah, for yeah, three no. days, <laughs> gathering information. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like listening to conversations well, yes. and. So let's talk about Mark of the Ninja. Yes. So the the game that I was the lead designer on was a 2D side-scrolling ninja game called Mark of the Ninja. But kind of, it's sort of gameplay-wise, the, the diametric opposite of something like Ninja Gaiden, where it is all about, like, being sneaky and deliberate and, you know, being very careful and concealed. You can get through the entire game without killing anybody. And it's all about, yeah, like, deception and hiding and yeah. not murdering oh. all the dudes forever. Kind of well, like, sort of like uh, cool that, that old uh, video game Thief. Yes, no, yeah. no, Thief was a major, major inspiration oh, when it came okay, to cool. and, Mark and the Yeah, and uh, what is it, that um, first-person shooter game where you're, you're, like, looking through the the night vision goggle and you're always trying to kill people silently? Uh, Splinter, so, Splinter Cell? Splinter Cell, yeah, yeah. it's kind of yeah, like... It, it definitely comes from that lineage of stealth games. Yeah, and there so is... You had the advantage of designing a game after Splinter Cell, so you kind of, like, th- there was maybe a culture for it now that in Ninja yes. Gaiden Day there wasn't. So, you know, it wasn't that big a deal. That you no, 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 whatever. <laughs> just, nah, just you know, thing. that's all he means. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. There was, um, there was one stealth game that did involve ninjas about being sneaky. It's a series called Tenchu. Oh, and yeah? it was, again, it was 3D. Like, the, the big thing about Mark of the Ninja that's kind of distinct is that it's side-scrolling 2D, which isn't really something anyone had done as far as, like, making a game that's about being sneaky and very right, like, right, high right. player agency and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Now, at this point, there's a couple other side-scrolling 2D stealth games that aren't about ninjas, but are otherwise also pretty sweet. Right. Um, yeah, game designers finally figured out how to make stealth fun. A thief, really, I think, did it was yeah. one of the first that did it, but it, even from there, it took a while for that to become It oh, is one of the, it. like, when I play Skyrim... Mm-hmm. I always put, you know, points into archery and sneaking yeah. because yeah. I really like going into a situation where, you know, there's five guys down the road. You pick them off one by one as they're coming towards you right. because the first guy doesn't know you're there and the rest of them are searching for you until they, until they get close enough to find you. Yeah. So maybe this uh, Mark of the Ninja game will appeal to me. It might just. Well, we're, uh, obviously we'll put some of this video of Mark of the Ninja up on the website, CausticSodaPodcast.com, mm-hmm. so people can go and check it out. And the gameplay looks pretty rad. It's it's really cool. I love your the art style you've chosen. I love. Uh, yeah, that that strikes you right yeah. right as soon right. as you yeah. see any of the artwork for and the game. The way that darkness and light work in it, and just the the gameplay choices, and I yeah, big thumbs up. 
which is which is good you know i'm gonna say this i don't ever like things that i don't actually like i'm kind of a dick that way that if somebody's (laughs) like hey here's my thing that i'm doing come like my page i always go i'll wait until i've seen it and if i like it i'll like it and so when Torin was like, video game, my friend Nels made it. I was like, oh, Nels, cool. I'll, yeah, I'll grab it. And then I got it and was like, oh, I, I actually really, really like this. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So I like made sure to say it. No, I actually like it. Yay. Yeah. You know that Joe's just bullshitting you right now, right? Totally. totally. <laughs> Blowing smoke. I'm getting puffed. No, no. <laughs> if you want to go through and butcher everybody, you can do that. Yeah. yeah. And if you want to go, can I sneak through? And, and I'll sneak through on all the easy to sneak through, but anybody who needs to die, I'll kill you. You can do that. Or you can try the really hard way of just not killing anybody. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It was very much set up to be like, you know, the game is about just giving people a bunch of abilities. And, you know, part of those abilities include just their understanding how the game systems work. Yeah. And then it's just like, cool, now approach it however you see fit. Yeah. Right. Awesome. Yeah. I'm really happy with it. And obviously, like, everybody at Clay. Like, it was it was made by the company that I work at, Clay Entertainment. And obviously, it was, like, a major contribution from everyone. It wasn't just like, oh, I made this thing. It was awesome. It's like, we collected. Like, I had nothing yeah. to do with how it looks. Yeah. Right? <laughs> okay. You, you, you put it before your uh, focus group full of ninjas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and people are like, why are you in this empty room? I'm like, shh, it's important. I'm, I'm getting feedback. Ninja do show up in a couple other games as not necessarily a playable thing. Like, there's a strategy game series from the Creative Assembly called uh, Shogun. It was oh, originally yeah. Total War Shogun. And then it's, it was it, Shogun it's, Total War, but then they realized we want to do some non uh, Japanese ones. Yeah. So they made Total War the name of the whole series, and they would do Rome Total War. And yeah, stuff. right. That's what it was. Yeah. But they're like tactical, like army building strategy games. But mm-hmm. the, the Shogun ones, obviously, you can hire ninja units and you can send them on missions. Um, and they mm-hmm. may or may not work. Like, there's actually. Um, in uh, Shogun 2, there's like these little video clips whenever you send your ninja out on a mission and then the clip depends on how well they succeeded yeah. or failed. And so like you can just pull it up on YouTube like a montage of like all the different uh, like failure and success scenarios and the ones where they fail, it's it's pretty hysterical. Nice. <laughs> it's just this sad, clumsy, idiot ninja just like stabbing a suit of armor that he thinks is a guy and then everyone comes around <laughs> and stabs him. Yeah. He like, falls off a wall That's when he's right. trying to oh, climb you, up it or you something. You crazy, kooky, clumsy ninja. They're, they're pretty boss. <laughs> We, we didn't mention his movie, but it's the Chris Farley ninja, basically. From, oh, yeah, Beverly yeah, when, Hills when they don't succeed, it's basically that. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Like, just like anything, there's going to be a ninja that's not the top of his class. Yep. Right? <laughs> the, you know? The there's, worst ninja. That's the best movie. Yeah. Name, but, <laughs> there's, a, there's a buffoon. Hey, what are you guys doing? Are you hiding? <laughs> there is inevitably going to be a buffoon ninja. Somebody like, oh, my mom thought it'd be good. I don't know if I'm into it, but whatever. <laughs> it was like, there was a course at the you know local community college, so check it out. I heard there'd be donuts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got to eat these stupid food pills. <laughs> yeah. Caustic Soda was recorded by Michael Eason while being stalked by a mute ninja. To comment on episodes, make donations, and for links, images, videos, and show notes, visit causticsodapodcast.com. Read and review us on iTunes. Visit us on Facebook. Tweet us on Twitter at Caustic Podcast. Email us at info at causticsodapodcast.com. Bye-bye, boys! Have fun storming the castle!